five, four, three, two, one. Hi, I'm Liam Joshua Munn. And I'm Michaela DeJoseph. And this stays between us. Thank you for Not being friends. a friend. Travel uh, down the road and back again. Copyright. I wouldn't. <laughs> I wouldn't. Hi, friends. Hi, Liam. How are you? I'm talking to the listeners, oh. but yeah, you too. Hey, hey you. You. <laughs> Hi, everyone. How are you, Michaela? I'm good. The sun is still shining. I caught some rays yesterday. Mm. Um, even got some sunburn. How many times did I hear Michaela say, <laughs> "Just catching some rays," and I go, "I I know. I I see you're doing it." And she's like, "Yeah, you know, it's pretty nice out." And I'm like, "Yeah," but the, my favorite is because we really don't talk all that well. We text a lot yeah. in the week, but we're never. We never. I've noticed this. We have never started. This is just couple therapy. <laughs> Um, we never start a conversation with, like, if I said, hey, you would have been like, what's wrong Oh, for you? sure. For sure. A hundred percent. somebody dead? A hundred percent. Michaela, would you like to tell the listeners what we're, what we've started to call each other? What have we, what we started <laughs> calling each other? So Liam and I are only going to refer to each other as our partner to anyone that asks. So if someone's like, oh, who were you just talking to? I would say my partner. <laughs> and... <laughs> okay, it goes into the the our main point of the podcast this week, which, which is, is what? we I I will speak for myself. Okay. I think I'm speaking for both of us, but I will speak Great. for myself in the moment that I dislike when people say partner. I understand the sentiment, but I think for the majority of people who say partner, it is not about including our gender non-conforming friends. I agree. I think it is just to say my partner, like my life partner, my bestie. <laughs> May, are I, we just bitter? I don't know. Yeah, probably. Because 20 bucks, one of us will be married in a year. We'll in a like, year? <laughs> okay. Girl, I wouldn't put it It'll be us. <laughs> Keep talking. If someone got married in a year, it'd be me. For but sure. It wouldn't be you. But um, listen, if you call your boyfriend, your significant other, your girlfriend, whatever, your partner pop off sis i guess but um when people ask me <laughs> who's coming to visit i'll say my partner and Mikhail. <laughs> what have you been up to liam so busy week real busy week <laughs> um so like i was going through some allergy funky funk that was causing some weird things to happen like i was experiencing sore throats and i very mm. rarely have sore throats i'm a professional and right. all of a sudden god was threatening me um so anyways i said i have to protect the gift so i went right. to a laryngologist my friends if yes. you don't know what that is ent an ent no there are they are different because a laryngologist oh. mainly focuses on your vocal folds and your vocal health oh. versus <coughs> oh, sorry uh, just warming up <laughs> Um, but no, your laryngologist will mainly be looking at your vocal cords and like, yeah, we'll look at your like sinuses and your, you know, that kind of stuff. But your ENT is a little bit more general. Your laryngologist will look at your vocal cords while your ENT will be a little bit more about like your allergies and about the this and the that. So they both know similar things, but their focus is different because you're, because gotcha. e I could have gone to see an ENT 
And right. I did see an ENT when I was in Massachusetts doing a contract, but they and I was getting I was let me tell you, pollen will really fuck you up. And yeah, I went pollen sucks. No, but I went to the ENT and he stuck like a mirror to the back of my throat to see my vocal cords mm-hmm. and he's like, Yeah, you're fine. But I've heard other period, period, hello, other people's <laughs> experience with the ENTs where they've gone and they were singers and they were experiencing something and they were like, oh, you've got nodes like out on the Ooh. spot. They will just throw it around because to a normal person, that's not that big of a deal. But for a singer, right. that is it complicates things a little bit more. Oh, yeah. You got to go to an ENT that like does Knows. singers. Exactly. Like, I've been I've been to an ENT before when I've been really sick and in a show and he like I got him from a singer like he knows like. Yeah, the importance what of his, like, doing. just yeah. of his words. Do you know what I mean? If, like, so anyways, I, I've been wanting to set up a relationship in the city with a laryngologist who, like, I can call. Like, I have his phone number and I can call and I feel comfortable with. And I was just like, and, you know, I was I was experiencing some weirdness for a few days. It went away. But anyways, I went to go check out, on the, uh, check out with my uh, laryngologist. And he scoped me for the first time. He said... He said, Liam, like, it all sounds like you're really healthy. Like, you're treating yourself really well. I think your cords are fine. But it's good, you know, even if we go in there, take take a look. But also have right. a picture of it when they're really healthy, I think, is a good idea. Because, you know, for comparison, if things change. And I said, okay, yeah, amazing. So I'm pretty sure he did it under, under the table. Because I did not pay for it. Oh, I don't. Okay. I mean, mind you, I went to the NYU offices. So, I mean, mm-hmm. like... I mean, and I have pretty good insurance. My copay was like ninety dollars. I mean, that could have covered it, because that is kind of an expensive copay. Um, mm-hmm. So I got scoped, and I said, "Can I get a copy of it?" And he said, "Oh, bet your bottom dollar you can." <laughs> so I have a video of my vocal folds, and I want everyone at home to know that it looks phallic. Like in my camera roll, if somebody looked at it, they'd be like, "What are you into?" So. <laughs> I am going to make Michaela. It, the video is rather short. It is 52 seconds. And I'm okay. sending this to Michaela's phone. All You're right. going to see I'm the screenshot. And Michaela's going to give you a live reaction. Okay. To to my vocal folds. I'm ready. I am too, honestly. Um, it said delivered, Michaela. Okay. Oh my God. <laughs> ew, ew, but. Ew. I haven't even pressed played, and it's just like the beginning part of it. Actually, ah! Mich- oh my god, it's so gross <laughs> looking to me. Oh my god. Okay, you want me to hit play now? Absolutely. Or do you want to okay. Absolutely. I'm proud of them. Are you kidding me? Okay. <gasps> oh! <laughs> Liam! <laughs> oh, I can't watch that full thing. Yes, you can. Liam, it's that, actually really cool. It's a vagina. It is not a vagina. I'm also watching it right now, my friends. Your vulgar. <laughs> Do you see how healthy they look, though? I don't know what they usually look like. If so they I'm if sure they were they're... unhealthy, they'd be real red and like. Oh my god! Little... You know what that looks like? What? Tell me. It looks like I can't remember the exact name. I'm gonna say it wrong. The Demogorgon from Stranger <laughs> Things. That's exactly. Yeah what it looks like but wow that but is this really is, this is my psa of any of my singer friends <laughs> out there get checked dudes if you have yeah. good insurance go get checked drink your water steamage and i mean like i said i had not experienced like sore throats or anything like that i was singing kind of a lot and i felt right. really yep. tired all the time so it's like i was like let me go get checked out let me just make sure i'm healthy and like my doctor like really like kind of um 
put it in my brain. He's like, listen, like as singers, as musical theater performers, like you're kind of nonstop. So it's like, and you're like athletes, you really are. So it's like, yeah. if you have sore throats, if you do the this, if you do that, you have to take care of yourself and rest. And so he's like, listen, and you did all of that and your chords are healthy. He's like, but you know, always put your, put your health first. And I think that was a really good thing to say to me. And um, for sure, don't be afraid, especially my ladies who have heavy flows. <laughs> no, it's. It, I'm not okay. kidding. I'm not even kidding. Oh, I know it affects your vocal cords. It, yeah, it creates swelling, my dude. So like, oh, yeah, geez. when you're on your period. Honestly, maybe I should get checked out. Get checked out if you have good insurance and you have a good relationship Sometimes with the laryngologist. I feel like I have a perpetual cold. Like I'm just stuffed, even though I might not sound it when I'm singing or whatever. Just crystal clear, like a bell. Yeah, always. Oh. Um. <laughs> But sometimes I'm just like, why do I feel like my nose is stuffy? I don't go anywhere. <laughs> like, yeah. there's no reason for my nose to be stuffy. Anyways, but when you that have was a good, but awful. When you, but when you have a good at, relationship with your doc, you, they can be like, hey, these are the medications or like over-the-counter stuff you can take and it won't That's affect your true. vocal health. And it's it's a good little thing, especially when you're singing a lot. I will see my Yeah, no, I like my ENT out here on Long, Long Island. Island. He's very good. Do you, have He's you been very, scoped very yet? Good. Is that when they go down your nose? Then yeah. yes, I have. <gasps> Wait, why didn't you have a copy of it? I didn't ask for a copy Michaela, of it. You, you need a copy of it sicko. because no, you do. It was that was like five years ago. So you need to get no. scoped again. Because I, I think you need maybe to get I should again. just do. It should be like a checkup, almost like a, yes. Like a listen, Stephanie J. Block. She released a uh -huh. whole. She wrote a whole article that she sees her laryngologist twice a year if she's in shows, and I'm like, God bless America. Keep J Block safe. Yeah, that wasn't the Absolutely. only. That uh, wasn't the only checkup I I had this week. So I got the good good oh. vaccine. You did get the good good vaccine. I work for I work around children. I work uh, in front of the little demons, and that mm -hmm. qualifies me. The demons did something for me because now yeah. I got the vaccine. Yeah. Um, and I got the vaccine. Uh, I got what did I get? I think I got. Did I? What did I get? What did you I get? Moderna? Didn't I get Moderna? It's in my wallet. Know somewhere I but i got moderna got, got the first shot okay. so i'm gonna go back april 1st but that wasn't Exciting. really eventful because it was like 20 minutes like it was really fast i walked in and that's I said, good they were like when's your appointment 550 then they send you a qr code scanned the qr code sat down in a chair vaxxed me up made me and go sit down for 10 yeah. 15 minutes and then i left but that wasn't that's the eventful nice. bit i so i came from work i was at work and I, my work is near Lincoln Center versus this vaccination site was in the Lower East Side. So I had mm. quite a way to scoot. So, yeah. But I did choose to scoot. I said, because I know I'm going to take kind of an expensive Uber home. It's far away from right. my house. I didn't want to, you know, take the subway. I didn't want to scoot. I just wanted to take an Uber and just go home. Um, yeah. And so I, I take the bike lane on the highway all the way down. That was easy. I get okay. off. And let, Michaela, the... Yeah. The roads, the sidewalks on the lower lower side of Manhattan, west and yeah. east, roads yeah. are a mess. The roads, oh yeah, it's like bricks. It's like old timey bricks it's not that like, are not. Yeah, that, geometry is quaking. Geometry <laughs> is shook. There is no right angles up in this grill. So I, oh, in yeah. this first eight months, seven months of me scooting, I decked it. Like I decked it. So I'm transferred, and the best part was, it was the first sidewalk of the Lower West Side that I touched. So I'm transferring from the bike lane all the way, so kind of across the highway, um, to the roads of the Lower West. And mm -hmm. 
so I'm going and I have five seconds left of like the of the of the walking signal. And so I'm I'm scooting and the car, a black SUV, just decides to test his luck, I guess. And right. revs up and basically oh. starts to go and then stops when they see me. So right. I'm kind of eye on the prize sidewalk. Just get to the sidewalk. This is within seconds. And <laughs> I said, okay, there's a little bit of a bump. Let me and let me just kind of jump over it. Didn't work out okay. for me. And I know, like, but I do that a lot because I thought it wasn't a lot. Like I thought it was small. I would just like to see you jump over something with your scooter. Especially when I fall f- flat out, fall. I am sprawled out on the sidewalk in the Lower East Side. I am like just on the sidewalk. I'm going to oh send you God. another photo that you will hate even more. Um. Oh my God, our chat looks so phallic. Um. Was gross. This Not is, I landed on my side and okay. I just sent Michaela the bruise in which is on my side. Oh my God, Liam. Fuck. <laughs> it. And Holy my favorite shit. is, so like I get up, I go, I'm like, I'm fine. I'm fine. No one checks on me. Is that on your thigh? Yes, that is on my thigh. Um, And I, to be oh, honest, I walked away without any, you know, real bruises. So Injuries. I'm like, fine. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Yeah. So I'm like, whatever. But, I'm going to walk it off. going to walk it off. going to walk it off. I said, I'm fine. I'm good. I'm, I'm fine. And But I, mind you, I am seeing like cracks in every other corner of this goddamn road. And I'm like, oh my God, what am I going to do? And so like, I'm like <laughs> quietly scooting a little shaky, right? Two blocks later, I do the same fucking thing. The same thing. Because I'm an idiot. Like an yeah, actual idiot. Sounds like it. So long story short, I took an Uber home and I am <laughs> vaccinated and very bruised. And I have not fallen seven, eight months, not even hit by a car. I think I had one altercation where a bike was trying to like go right on 60th and they like didn't see my tail end of my scooter and like hit me and I kind of like shook a little, but I was fine. I never fell off. But boy, man, oh man. Man, oh man, Liam. You got some bad luck over there. I literally just felt Broadway opening slowly and I just was like shaking. I was shook, (laughs) shook, gone. Broadway is opening up, you guys, slowly but surely. And the newest news, Mm -hmm. I don't know if that made any sense, is about a new musical that's coming to this Broadway that apparently is going to be open. And it's The Queen's Gambit from Netflix. Have you seen The Queen's Gambit? Did you watch no, it? No, but I told everyone's telling me to watch it. I you should do, watch it. I, I think you enjoy it. With TV shows, you know I that. I recommend it for people to watch. I think it's very good. I think it's going to be a Broadway musical. I'm curious how that's going to turn out. But it's being adapted by Level Forward. Have you heard of them? No, I don't know who that is. It's not a person. I it's thought it was company. a person too. It's a company because then they talk about the CEO is like excited to bring this musical to life. I guess it is. It to, I, I went to click on. Yeah. So Level Forward has garnered 37 Tony Award nominations for Oklahoma and What the Constitution Means to Me and most recently Jagged Little Pill and Slave Play. So okay. So they've done quite, they've done like, a lot. Quite, but like quite you know forward thinking shows. So that's exciting. Yeah, so yeah, I see this. Especially with Oklahoma because I feel like the new Oklahoma and Queen's Gambit have the same vibe. Yeah. Like darker, like probably be at the Circle Square. <laughs> honestly, so you can see the chess match from all angles. You're actually sitting on a chessboard. <gasps> the people go down and they're watching the chess game like they're there at the Yeah. Chess the national 
chess game. There you, you know go. what I mean? Call me, slap my ass, call me a producer. <laughs> call me a producer. But yes, yeah, so that's happening. Um, there's nothing, there's no more information really about like director, who's directing yeah. it, things like that. It's just like coming out that it's going to be a musical adapted into a Broadway musical. So that's this is super a hot exciting take, for Broadway. But. I don't like when shows are created like this is going to be a Broadway musical. I'm like, create the show first, decide if it's good enough, and then take it to Broadway. Like, like what I they d- did with Frozen. <laughs> correcto, and like at least, but at they least, but at least Disney has the audacity music. to and be like, but to go, let's do an out of town. We have the money to do an out of town tryout and go to Broadway. The only show right. that they haven't had an out of town tryout. And my knowledge is Tarzan and maybe Mary Poppins, but I feel like Mary Poppins did their out of town in Toronto. But like, okay. but you know what I'm saying? I'm like, make sure the show's good. Like somebody right. needs to green light it. Like there needs to be that energy of an out of town tryout to be like, is this show good enough to make it to Broadway? Right. Um, and I just feel like being like the Queen's Gambit's now a Broadway musical. It's like, no, let it be a musical. And if it's good, then it can go to Broadway. It can go to Broadway. Honestly, I feel like it might even... It has like an off Broadway feel to me. Like, does that make sense? No, like but it like that's why I said Circle in the Square. There seems to be like an intimacy thing that we don't want to see yeah. it on a large scale. We want to see it at like Circle in the Square. Yeah, I yes, I don't think it'll be good on a large scale. It depends personally. on who write the music. If it's like if it's if it's like Duncan Sheik Spring Awakening kind of artsy fartsy vibe. That's what I'm gonna assume it's going to be. I hope so. It fits or even like with... Ryan Scott Oliver could do it. Um, right. I'm trying to think of like who else would create something that's kind of like undergroundy and kind of cool. A sounding. little darker, yeah. Because I mean, that's what that show is. I mean, and I I swear to God, if they write this anywhere close to the fucking Bridgerton musical, like if it just sounds like it, I will throw <laughs> a pitchfork at the theater. Uh, I will. I wonder if people on TikTok. I haven't seen any TikToks about making writing the music for the Queen gambit musical so i think, I think we're in the clear tried. with that. No, i remember seeing an article of like playbill or something and someone was trying to start the trend right. and i was like can somebody just fucking write the show like a normal human being bridge yeah, like, happened because enough. like and like ratatouille and shit that all happened because of like the un like you do, we don't know where social media is going like we don't know where it is we don't know where it's going like let it right. be its own thing versus like Bridgerton was like created by this one chick. Do you know what I'm saying? Or these two chicks, really? So yeah. like, I don't know. I'm just let Queen's Gambit let it be written. Yeah, hopefully, and by, hopefully we see yeah. a little bit more of the novel version of Queen's Gambit. Right. It does say that the novel is being adapted. Great, because I think. So it's not necessarily like the TV show. They're gonna, I guess, base it off more of the novel, but Great. they're doing it because of the TV show. Because the TV show was sister. Take the popularity success. from the TV show, but some shit from the novel. Because I mean, yeah, I'm sure all... the novel's even probably like darker and like, mm-hmm. you know what I mean? Like, no, yeah, it probably oh, it's gets probably crazy. To the nitty gritty. But love addiction. So that's fun for us. And now Governor Cuomo announced on April second. They will be reopening a significant number of flexible venues as part of an ongoing systematic effort to help jumpstart New York's struggling live entertainment sector. So people might have heard these New York pop-ups are happening. Yeah. On Starting on April 2nd, one of our professors, she's talking about she already got a ticket to a show off-Broadway. Emily. Oh, Jesus. Um, so tickets are being sold. I was trying to find out, like, how do I know what the shows are? Like, in all of these 
Broadway World articles, it doesn't say. Um, it says, like, starting with the music box, that's going to be the first Broadway theater to open up. Um, and the pop-up events are overseen by producers Scott Rudin and Jane Rosenthal um, to help revitalize the theaters. Some of the theaters that are going to be open that are, like, important cultural places are, like, the Apollo, Park Avenue Armory, St. Anne's Warehouse, The Shed, Harlem Stage, La Mama, National Black Theater, and the Glimmerglass Festival's Alice Bush Opera Theater. God, that's a long name for a theater. Yes. But those are opening up. And Lincoln Uh, Center. I think Lincoln Center is doing something this summer, too. Yes, I did see Lincoln Center are going to do their own, like, outdoor Mm -hmm. theater things in the summer. Um, Also, yeah, so there's, like, a festival going on. Um, Oh, there's a festival going on at like pier 55 they might have things and stuff like that um so super exciting stuff the professor who bought tickets to a show already said i don't know if this was specifically the off-broadway theater that she's attending but they make you buy two tickets so you know the person sitting next to you so i don't think you can go just by yourself it's all very interesting i think i'm uh, my plans, I think, for the summer are to go away for a little while and come back to the city. So um, I don't, I'll be very interested, you know, looking at the scene now and coming back in a few months and seeing what's what it's going to be yeah. like. It's going to be crazy. It's going to be really, really drastic. Speaking of drastic, I think we need to take a commercial break. Oh, you oh my god i'm so sorry you just you you just know how you scare me sometimes i don't know why you keep doing that it's oh just, my god <laughs> so so you, mean you scared me <laughs> it, worked. it worked very spooky 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 ooky now what's spooky ooky that what? when this episode comes out it'll be like a couple of days after it'll be a year since the u.s shut down People, countries before us were shutting down, but March, like, either 13th or 14th was the day that our world changed. And I was thinking, I was like, what? I just thought this random thing of what I really missed about theater. Not necessarily even, like, the performing aspect, but, like, attending it. And they were kind of random and obscure. And I wanted to share what I miss about theater. Let's do it. Okay. Let's do it. This was the first one I thought of, and I was like, wow, why do I miss that? (laughs) I miss applauding at the end of a show. I miss standing up and applauding some actors or actresses on a job well done. Because you're you're a gracious person. I'm just so fucking kind. It's, like, ridiculous. (laughs) I'm goddamn Willy Wonka over here giving away golden tickets giving them my love and energy up on the stage i also miss not knowing if i'll be able to pee before the second act i've definitely been in situations where i've been halfway through act two and i was like god i want to go to the bathroom so bad mine's the intermission line the intermission line for a women's bathroom i thought they were supposed to be progressive make them all gender inclusive why Truly. do the women have to wait on this long I'm ass sorry, line and miss the beginning of Act Two and your, the men don't? Urinals aren't that great. Just get rid of them. Yeah, You're, just use a stall. I don't get it. I don't. Who gives a wild. damn? Privacy is what's important. 
Um, I agree. I re- Do you have like any? when you say bathroom and theater, <laughs> I think of the waitress line because okay. the bathrooms at the Brooks Atkinson. So now it's the Six Theater. Bad, always bad. I saw waitress mm. three times, and every time I'm like, that line is just horrific. They could have tried a little harder, just a little, yeah. just a little. But whatever. I remember one time a bathroom line. It was going upstairs, I believe. And it wrapped around twice downstairs before you even got upstairs to go use the bathroom. I can't remember what show it was. Suddenly you're in the or airport. Or what theater. You're Suddenly like, what? I'm, I'm at LaGuardia and I'm like, what happened? Well, that's a bad line of TSA. Yeah. I'm trying to think <laughs> of a show. Um, I miss bargaining with the box office people about a rush seat. Because mm. especially if I'm by myself, I can usually finagle something that I'm like, we all know that show's not sold out. Okay. Yeah, stop lying, Betty. And there is a partial seat available, and you're just lying. <laughs> Truly. You little Truly. motherfucking liar. No and the last lying. thing I miss about theater yeah. is awkwardly having to squeeze past people in the seats. You well, know, that little, like, something you would oh, hate. excuse me. I do hate it, but I also, I, I ha- just haven't done it in so long that I'm like, maybe I don't hate it anymore. But no, that can never really happen anytime soon, like being that close and squeezing past people in a theater. Because we're so close. I, I could imagine by like this time next year, we'll be back to that. I think. With the mask on, probably, but yeah. I'm positive. I hope so. Australia's doing it. If Australia well, can do Australia's it. Australia's its own continent. Own, literally. Um, quite literally, yes. Quite literally. But those are some absurd things I just truly, truly miss about theater pre-coronavirus. Because it's been a year. And it's how truly been a year. Fully, fully been 365 days. Um, I also didn't know this. But apparently, um, international, we have a whole month of women's things. Yeah, International Women's Month. Yeah, I did not know that. I thought it was just the day, but apparently we well, have a whole month to celebrate nice myself. About you on, on my Instagram. Okay, to be honest, you. I didn't know you were. You didn't say it was like a thing you were doing. You just all I saw was your post. I wasn't like on Instagram scrolling. Does that make sense? Oh, I didn't say Happy International Women's Month no. to the women in my life because then I would have gotten attacked for not featuring certain people. So I just was like. <laughs> Let's just put a photo Better of Michelle and Meridian just... <laughs> back to back and see what happens. Truly. And I, by the way, people still got mad that they weren't featured on my list. I'm like, read the fucking room. If I didn't put you on the mystery, <laughs> oh, I'm no. sorry, but this isn't I like mean, a I fast agree. pass. Like, this I is agree. not like a situation where you come back at 1250 and you suddenly get on the in the line, you get in the <laughs> on the ride. It's, yeah. Oh, that's really funny. But. Yeah. Because of Women's History Month, I found you and I's favorite little place, Playbill.com. I found a quiz for a Women's History Month quiz, the Playwrights. Because as we know, playwrights. This is so bad. I'm going to be so bad. Especially women don't necessarily get a lot of credit, and there's not a lot of them in the mainstream media. So we're going to celebrate some women today, okay? Great. I'm going to give you. I'm going to give you the name of the playwright. Oh, and a little synopsis of the play, and you just tell me the play. Okay, I still am going to be quite bad at it, but mind okay. you, I'm just bad at, bad, mad at, bad at plays in general. Plays right. I don't know at. if these are, yeah, I think these are all plays, but okay. that's okay. I think they've all been on Broadway, though, so Hopefully. nothing nothing crazy. Okay. 
First one. This 1981 Pulitzer Prize winner by Beth Henley centers on the McGrath sisters of Hazelhurst, Mississippi, one of whom has just shot her husband. Streetcar. No. I don't know. Streetcar is Tennessee, Tennessee Williams. Williams. <gasps> um, that is bad. Even I know that. That was that's rough. Just because I thought two sisters and it got me into thinking of streetcar. It's, it's three sisters. There's three sisters in streetcar. No, there's two sisters in oh. streetcars. There's three sisters in this play. Oh, um, I have no idea. Crimes of the Heart. Oh, Jesus, doesn't that have lesbians in it? I don't know. They're sisters. <laughs> oh, <laughs> I remember this now because one of our friends was like, oh, I'm just so pretty. Something like that. Claire. Claire was yes, like Claire the pretty was one. In the scene. And she was yes. like, oh, I'm just so pretty. And you're like, okay, sister. Right, right, right. Yes, yeah. Crimes in the Heart. Next one. Lynn Nottage. I don't know if that's how you say her last Lynn name. Lynn Nottage. Won a second Pulitzer Prize for her Broadway debut play. This 2017 drama set in Rust Belt Town. Sweat. Final answer. Yeah. I, I saw never it. heard of this. Lynn Nottage. Fuck it up. Great. It's all about basically, the, it's basically about Trump and America and how he got elected because a group of people have been ignored for several years. It's a whole thing. Interesting. Next one. At alternating performances. Little Foxes. Yeah, by Lillian Hellman. I should know all the playwrights' names, though, so I will let you say them. Great. <laughs> Next one. Lorraine Hansberry became oh. the first black woman playwright produced on Broadway with the 1959 classic with the title from the Langston Hughes poem, Harlem. Is it A Raisin in the Sun? Yes, it is. I ding, love ding, ding, ding. A Raisin in the Sun. It's a good play. It's a good I've play. never seen it. There was a production at Williamstown that I saw, and it was probably one of the best plays I've ever seen in my life. Oh. So good. They tried wow. to transfer it to Broadway, but I, I think because it had um, Asapetha Murkison, I think is her name. Excuse me if I if I have her name wrong. She's from Law and Order. She's one from those a big franchise, and she's okay. incredible, and she was incredible in that play. But I think they were basing it off of her availability, and she couldn't do it. Gotcha. All right, next one. Despite a 1998 Pulitzer Prize for How I Learned to Drive, Paula Vogel... No, no, no. I'll keep going. Ah, I'm sorry. Ah, stop it. Paula Vogel did not make her Broadway debut until 2017 with this telling of the controversial 1923 debut of Sholem Ash's The God of Vengeance. Uh Uh-huh. It's indecent. Yes, it is. Indecent. I saw that too. You would have lost your mind in that play. It was really? so good. Really? I never. Katrina Link's Broadway debut. Second Broadway play because she did Spider Man: Turn Off the Dark. But... Uh, classic, of course. <laughs> she played the spider. <laughs> she really did. No. She oh did. my god. Absolutely, she did. But um, but yeah, Indecent was. I remember rolling up to the theater. It was right when I got to New York. That was the play that I saw on Broadway when I came to New York, moved here. And I went up to the box office and said, I have $30. Is there any seats? And he gave me a front row seat for $25. That nice. wasn't like the rush seat. He just gave it to me. It was about to close. And it was probably one of the best plays I've ever seen again. Wow. Really. I find plays, for the most part on Broadway, are really, really fucking good. And right. musicals are the ones that hit or miss. <laughs> That's true. At least in my opinion. That's, I believe. My opinion, y'all. All opinions. Next one. Frances Goodrich and Albert Hackett co-wrote this 1956 play 
based on the World War II journal of a Dutch teen, making Goodrich the first woman to win a Tony Award for Best Play. Do I know this play like McKellen? Do you like think oh. you know this? Oh, yes. Uh, it's very vague terms. Is it, it's... Is it Diary of Anne Frank? Yeah, okay, it I is was about to be diary, really yeah. offensive, and you would have been like, "It's the odd couple," like <laughs> something, <laughs> like a Neil Simon player or something. I'm really like, "Oh, I fucked up." It's the fine. whole like Dutch teen thing, like it threw me off. Also, I was like, "Teenager, famous Anne Frank." Yeah, like World War Two. Yeah, it, yeah, it threw me yeah, off. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay, next one. In 1989, Wendy Wesserstein. Sure. I know. I said that last name right. Became the first woman with a solo Tony win for best play for this show that follows the title character from her college days to her single motherhood 20 years later. That sounds like a play I'd be interested in. I just don't. Yeah, I don't know. I don't know if you would. Yeah, I don't don't think I know it. What is it? The Heidi Chronicles? Oh, shit. I actually did know know that. I just don't really know it well enough because they're Elizabeth Moss did the last revival on Broadway before she did Handmaid's Tale. I recognize the playwright's name, Wendy Wasserstein, but I I wouldn't have known anything. Yeah, and Bryce Pinkham was in it. It was a good revival. And Jason Rigg. Jason Rigg? Either way, the guy from American Pie, he was in it too. Look at that. More you know. I think. Okay. Last one. This 2016 Tony nominee for Best Play by Dana Gurria, set during the Liberian Civil War, marked the first all-black cast and creative team to premiere on Broadway. What What was the time? What was the time period? Like when the show was Yeah, when the was play up. was written. 2016, it was nominated. Oh, it has a very famous, Eclipsed. famous actress. Yes, Eclipsed. Ding, ding, ding. Yeah, she's on the cover of this playbill. So that's why I was I like, it's is that true? That is horrific. The first time, uh, did you say that it was an all black creative team and and cast? And that was the first Broadway. time that had happened. Yes. Of a play. That is horrific. 2017. 16. Guys, 16, we're fucked up. Ah. Oh. Yeah. My God, and I heard really beautiful things. I mean, that was before I got to New York, but yeah, that's, I wish I saw that. That I bet that was I incredible. And I feel like I need to see more plays. Incredible. I think you do too, purely because there is some there's some plays on Broadway that are really. I know. I up. just don't. I don't know. I, I, I like to go see seen. shows by like also recommendations. People are like, "This is really good. Like, go see it." And, and teenagers, like teenagers, young adults, we don't see. Place. place nobody yeah agreed so and they're always a cheaper ticket and like i yep. said i do think that there is a quality difference because if a play gets to broadway that means the play needs to be pretty it went fucking through good. a lot and um you know we have an odd weird one like Macbeth starring glenda jackson like that was a little weird but did you um, come with me to see that shakespeare play we got free no. tickets to when where was it uh it was like sophomore year which Shakespeare? It was the king, but a woman was playing the king. No, 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 no. That's what I mean. It wasn't Macbeth. It was King Lear. Yes. Starring king Glenda Jackson. Lear. Because yes. I screamed because there's I an really Edward Albee play 
Yeah, but that was but because that production. The, oh, awesome. Yeah. I didn't but know Glenn, But Glenda Jackson, who is one of our greatest actresses alive, started acting after she was in fucking Parliament in the UK. Like, nuts. I mean, that is the difference between arts in America and arts in the UK, that, like, the arts are respected. You could go from a career to the Parliament to being an actor, and right. it's not looked at as some horrific thing, right? Right. But anyways, she did an Edward Albee play called Three Tall Women with Glenda Jackson Allison Pill and Laurie Metcalf and I tried so hard to see it I tried so hard but it was impossible to get a ticket like it yeah. was truly sold out right I heard that was like some people's favorite thing they've ever seen and it because it's an Edward Albee play that no one ever does because it's so weird mm -hmm. and I just would have lost my gay mind and because yeah. Glenda Jackson just sitting down in a bed yelling at people I'm like me as hell <laughs> so and then she did mind you she was like 90 something and she did King Lear Nuts. oh yeah she was so old yeah so old <laughs> literally so old I think if it was between Glenn, Glenda Jackson there was a whole year where that's how I'd say her name uh and also I hope Allison Pill is okay she was in that revival of of a miracle worker on Broadway with Allison Pill and Abigail Breslin. I love and, Abigail Breslin. And Katrina say. Link was her understudy. I'm oh. remembering this now. It was at the Circle in the Square, and it did not do well. Oh. But I would have seen that. I would have seen it. Abigail, Abigail Breslin on the stage? Yeah. On the stage? I would have seen it. I don't know if the play is good to do anymore, if we're being honest. Okay, I don't know The Miracle Worker it. with Helen Keller. Oh, I didn't know that was a thing. Oh yeah, honest. like a fully abled person playing that role. I don't know. I'm just not. I'm a little. I'm a little. I don't think we should do that. <laughs> yeah, just uh, Helen Keller. It's, you know. Yeah, just leave Helen Keller alone, Chief. Yeah, just leave her alone. Just leave her alone. Yeah. Y'all, Helen Keller, Laurie Metcalf, the whole <laughs> shebang. This stays between us. We will see you next week. Bye. Bye.